5: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
3: Covering the sports betting
5: landscape from coast to coast. This is betting across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh
6: Applebaum on v the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the show. It is betting across America and we are presented by Betting Gym. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host. I'm live in Las Vegas. Your other host live in Boston, Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Friday. My favorite day of the week. You yes. and I get to run the board.
7: We got a lot to discuss last night. I think uh, an indictment on analytics, Pritch. I think no matter uh, what side you're on, uh, it's a great conversation here. Whether Staley was an idiot last night or whether he was uh, showing confidence in his team. So I have a full breakdown and, and autopsy on that one. But Pritch, just some breaking news I'm sure you've seen so far. Uh, we're getting games moved and pushed back right now. Right. Uh, Monday, it looks like we're going to have a double header here. The Raiders in the Browns game, which was uh, an opener of Browns laying six at home. Completely flipped now to minus three and a half. Raiders with all the COVID, that's getting pushed back Saturday to Monday. that will be a 5 p.m. game with the Vikings and the Bears. After that, and then Tuesday, Pritch. Uh, was there a prop bet on where we have a Tuesday game this year? I was hoping it would lose, but it looks like it's going to cash. We're going to have uh, two games on Tuesday: Seattle and the Rams, Washington Football Team and the Eagles. So we'll walk through all this stuff. I think as a better, we're starting to get some clarity on when these games will be played, if they'll be played. But again, I think we got to walk this tightrope with COVID and really isolate games that we think still have value and less uncertainty.
6: Josh is so fluid. I was doing media this morning uh, in regards to the Raiders and the Cleveland Browns and the Raiders were gearing up and ready getting ready to travel. Uh, Five-hour flight from Va- Vegas to um, Cleveland, uh, and then on top of that, too, uh, you think about Cleveland and, and the media out there and the people out there in Cleveland was like, okay, we, we just gotta march on. Uh, we understand the situation that we're in, and we're gonna try to do the best job we can. And then lo and behold, right before the show, like you mentioned, uh, the news about moving those games. So uh, here's some news to update: the Cleveland Browns, uh, Clowney and Mac Wilson test positive for COVID. So the NFL messed up. The league, in terms of the protocols, they told you Cleveland Browns, okay, yeah, you guys can gather even though you had mitigation uh, protocols in place. Yes, you can gather and you can practice. And so what happened? Case Keenum gets COVID. Clowney gets COVID. Wilson gets COVID after practicing. Uh, When you're supposed to have these mitigation protocols. So uh, in my mind here, Josh, the NFL had no other um, recourse other than to move this game. And so from a betting standpoint, uh, we're going to have to deal with that. You had a line where the Raiders were a heavier favorite than they are right now. We're showing minus one on the board. But I'm sure as we get closer and closer to game time, Monday night football now, uh, that line could perhaps change as well.
7: You're exactly right, Pritch. And I think, you know, we got to look at this in a couple different ways. Now, number one, moving these games back, what does that do? It allows more time for some of these guys who are on the COVID list to maybe get taken off the COVID list, especially if you're vaccinated and you only need, uh, what is it, two negative tests within a 24-hour time frame. Mm -hmm. Pritch, I can't even keep up with the protocols. They're changing every day here. (laughs) Neither can NFL. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Seriously, none of us can keep up with it. But um, I think what I'm looking at now, for example, is maybe some buyback on some huge line moves. So, for example, we're talking about that Cleveland-Vegas game where a lot of those books, obviously, it was Cleveland a six-point favorite, flipped all the way to minus 3.5 Raiders. I'm seeing those 3.5 Raiders coming back down to three. So Mm. I think uh, you can look at it one of two ways. Like if you're the Raiders, you want that game to be played tomorrow because it's not your fault the other team got COVID, and that's uh, how sometimes the cookie crumbles. Uh, If you're obviously the Browns, you're begging the league to push this game back because you might get some of these guys off the list. So I think, like, for example, I was looking at the the Raiders' money line uh, over the last 24 hours, Pritchett. I'm really close on it. Uh, And then as soon as I see that, obviously, uh, and again, if you're giving me Carr versus Nick Mullins and all these guys out, I'll take Carr here. I know the Raiders have struggled, but Mm -hmm. it's a big uh, discrepancy between those quarterbacks and all these guys out. But now Pritch, as it's falling three and a half down to three, Maybe some of these COVID guys, maybe Keenum or one of these quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, uh, ends up being cleared. I just would be very careful right now with these games being pushed back. Yes. Let the dust settle. Figure out who's maybe going to play now because you have extra time to, to test negative.
6: Well, at the end of the show yesterday, we talked about that discussion about asymptomatic. That's coming into the fold now. And certainly some of the players are pushing for that. Hey, look, I feel fine. Uh, yes, I tested positive. But then you have other people that, okay, do I want to play on a football field knowing that there's positive COVID on the field? And so you have that to work through uh, as a uh, as a league uh, and as a PA and as players. I mean, you have to work through those situations right there, Josh. So from a betting standpoint, though, if you made bets on this game based on the volatility, uh, I guess you got to accept it right at this point, depending on the book. I mean, I I don't know if people are going to look for a refund or not, but uh, you have the Raiders and the Browns. It's just volatility of the market based on the COVID situation. Am I correct in saying that?
7: I think you're totally correct, Pritch. Let's think of it this way. Like when this game first opened Cleveland and the Raiders, Raiders weren't playing very well. Cleveland coming off a big win. Cleveland looking like maybe they're getting some momentum going, betting against a Raiders team that's really struggled here recently and kind of been in a tailspin. Maybe you laid the early six with Cleveland thinking, hey, this thing may get up to six and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen uh, sometimes these favorites on these Saturdays do pretty well, as well as road teams, which would mitigate itself a little bit. But let's just say theoretically you laid the six there early you are kicking yourself now because you're laying six when you could be getting three, three and a half points. But on the flip side, you bet the Raiders plus six, you're feeling great right now because now they're favored. So I think it's sometimes, Pritch, like uh, when we talk about action and listed pitcher in baseball, like you can bet action and know that, hey, if a pitcher gets scratched, your bet could change or you could get locked into a really bad number. It could help you. It could hurt you. I'd rather not play that game of helping or hurting my bet or just, you know, praying that it goes my way. How about you just lay off entirely, you know, give yourself, save yourself the heartache and all the headaches here, and then kind of make a decision once the dust settles and you say to yourself, okay, is there still value? I'll play it. If not, I'll lay off. It's just tough because you want to get a good number early. We've seen throughout the year, Pritch, you know, you grab a dog three and a half Mm -hmm. on a Monday by Sunday, they're down to two and a half. You're like, wow, I'm glad I bet it early. Now, with all this COVID stuff, I'm not even going to walk that tightrope. I'm going to wait until the bitter end to figure out who's in and who's out.
6: Yeah, as of this morning, looking forward to that game. The Raiders and the Browns up on Saturday. I mean, the Browns had up to, I think, just eight starters ready to go, four on offense, four on defense. But then after today's events, uh, they lose Clowney and and Wilson. So they they lose more starters. So, I mean, the NFL had to do this, you know, hours before the Raiders are going to board a plane. Other games uh, affected, too, the Seahawks and the Rams, the football team and the Eagles both are now expected to be rescheduled till Tuesday uh, as well so Josh the ramifications of those games uh, if you have a bet already placed on those games
7: Yeah, so a couple things here. I really like Seattle in a teaser spot, Pritch, against the Rams. Rams coming off that big win in prime time. Now you're on a short week, so it's, again, tough turnaround there. Playing a Seattle team that's now won a couple in a row and probably not going to go to the playoffs, not going to have a winning record, but Russell Wilson playing a little bit better. So I'm like, okay, opens minus seven Rams, gets all the way down to four and a half. I was looking at a teaser play plus four and a half to plus ten and a half there with Seattle. But mm-hmm. then, of course, now I'm seeing the line tick back up. Pritch, it's hard now too. Like games are off the board, right. lines are moving. Some books have taken numbers down. You look at numbers and now they're stale. This is really difficult times here. But uh, again, see how this thing plays out. For example, Tyler Lockett, uh, lead, leading receiver there for Seattle. He was expected to be out. Does this extra time give him an opportunity to test negative and play? It's just so much uncertainty, Pritch. And again, it's tough being a better, uh, having to overcome the juice, luck, randomness, bad beats, uh, Staley going for on fourth down every single time. <laughs> there are things we got to deal with, Pritch. Uh, and this just makes it a little bit harder. So I would go with a conservative approach and just be selective and wait until we know for sure when the games are being played and who's going to be out there.
6: I just understand as a better, I mean, the volatility exists. Uh, is COVID, uh, we we know about the volatility with injuries. I mean, we can kind of gauge that. That's why we have injury reports. But uh, the COVID situation so fluid uh, I don't know when you truly think or or really are confident about having a good number uh, if you're betting a game uh, that has a COVID situation so for instance bet MGM insights right now we have them on the board here week 15 the most bet games by ticket count Eagles Washington I don't know I I thinking I'm thinking that that game was a heavily bet game because of the COVID situation with Washington Uh, but now that that game's been moved uh, to Tuesday Heineke was positive. Who knows if he can test out of the situation and be available for this game in this matchup now.
7: Yeah, exactly, Pritch. So, again, if Heineke's good to go and really kind of that uh, that line move last time I saw it, Pritch, was Philly opening like only a four-point favorite mm-hmm. line, got all the way to, what was it, 9, 10, 10 and a half, something like that, um, and, but that was expecting with Garrett Gilbert, who was on the Patriots practice squad, right. and they needed a quarterback, they picked him up. So, uh, I think there's like, we're going to find a situation here, Pritch, and again, with this line that was uh, getting up all the way to 10, 11, if Heineke's in, probably comes back down to like 7 or 6 or something like that. So I think these are the situations where the it's funny. The public, I don't think, is too worried about this. They maybe see it as maybe a layup play. Like, let me just bet against all the COVID teams. I'll bet on the teams that seem to be healthy. But always remember, it's not just who you bet. It's what number you get. Like, uh, you may just, you know, blind. I bet Moneyline Parlay is pitch. Another thing that the odds makers mm-hmm. are probably going to be wary of, just Moneyline Parlay, all the healthy teams. Uh, and bet against the COVID teams, but I would be a little careful. Remember last week? Last week it wasn't COVID; it was the favorites really crushing it and doing well. Odds makers are trying to adjust, betters are trying to adjust with all this COVID stuff. But at the back of my mind, I'm still remembering last week, saying, "Hey, with all those favorites and overs doing well, maybe this is a week with dogs and regression uh, to unders as well, and maybe this COVID news helps you a little bit." One thing I would say, Pritch, I would lean on some unders. Gamble and Lou mentioned this, but with all this COVID stuff. Backup players, I think you, you hurt the offense more than the defense. And maybe if you look at these totals that have fallen and you tease them up a little bit, almost like last night, if you tease down that total with right. all that steam to the over, that could be a way to attack it in a teaser play. Basically. Well, how
6: about the Seahawks and Rams, too? I mean, they're third on the list in terms of uh, most bet games by ticket count, Seahawks, Rams. Uh, so the rest advantage for the Seahawks is gone. That game's been moved to Tuesday. Uh, the Rams had COVID uh, affect some key players. Uh, who knows? They could test out of the situation with two negative tests and be available for the Rams now. So uh, if you made the bet, okay, that's, you've made the bet. But, I mean, moving forward, that game, projecting that game to Tuesday, Josh, how do you see that matchup now? Yeah, so I think
7: this line maybe ticks back up a little bit to the Rams. Again, we talked about the seven, getting down to four and a half. I'm seeing, and again, it's hard to decipher what's a stale number, what's a real number, what's Mm -hmm. off the board, and what isn't. But I do see some books right now. It looks like they're maybe back to like six, five and a half, something like that, coming back the other way. Rich, one thing that Michael Lombardi taught me uh, is to eliminate games. You know, I think a lot of bettors look at a board and they just go to say, hey, I like this one, I like this one, I like this one, I'm going to bet those. Go the other way eliminate games that have COVID, that have mm-hmm. crazy line moves, that where the value's all gone, and then that'll kind of whittle it down to say, hey, let me get rid of the ones with the uncertainty, and let me focus on the ones where I can kind of figure out or have a little more confidence in knowing what's going to be
6: played and who's going to be, be playing. Yeah, great advice uh, right there. I mean, I'm, I'm watching bowl games in the studio, Josh. Uh, uh, and, and we have so much action, so much news to get to, to including last night's game. So uh, buckle up again here on the show. The college bowl season uh, is here. Uh, and v has you covered with outstanding bowl betting guide, our outstanding bowl betting guide. You must get this. It's $19.99. It's going to help you mightily. Uh, It is loaded with great information uh, as I can attest to that. Certainly enjoying the bowl games as they commenced and started so far uh, today. Come up next though, we're going to get to some more NFL, including our plays. That's next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: and Josh Applebaum
6: on vSEN, the sports betting network. Everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM Casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call one 800 4700 Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. And so, Josh, um, just to recap and, and inform everyone, uh, the games have been moved. The, the uh, Rams and the Seahawks, Washington football team, and the Eagles, to Tuesday. Those games are going to kick off 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, Monday Night Football is going to be a double header. So you're going to have the Raiders and the Browns kick off 5 p.m. Eastern uh, there on Monday Night Football. Uh, that, of course, is 2 p.m. out here Pacific. Uh, and so certainly the players are going to have to adjust to that, too. Uh, if you think about it, from a Raiders perspective, I'm already seeing on social media, the Raiders upset, highly upset, <laughs> the fact that they were geared up for this game. And now this game has been moved to Monday night.
7: Yeah. And you knew that would happen, Pritch, because again, it wasn't their fault that, you know, the opponent got COVID and, you know, caused this game to be shifted, but you can flip it the other way. Sometimes the breaks go your way. Sometimes, sometimes they don't. What if the Raiders got the COVID and Cleveland is good Mm -hmm. to go? Would the Raiders still be upset that the game was being pushed back? No. So it's all about, you know, what benefits you as a player? You know, one thing I would look at, Pritch, uh, would be going toward next week. I know we got to get through this week first, right? With all these games being pushed back. Now we have two games on Monday, two games on Tuesday, which selfishly, Pritch, I'm pretty excited for. Uh, I, I don't like all the aggravation that's going to cause us to have these games Monday and Tuesday, but I would say all those teams are going to be on short weeks coming up next week, so keep that in mind with a rest advantage with their opponents on a short week with these teams being pushed back. They're glad they got uh, pushed back this week, but I think going to next week, they're going to be up against it on a short week.
6: Yeah, and the reasons for getting pushed back to a mood round, I mean, you, you want your best players available. This, this is a problem for the National Football League. Do, they do not want to enter the playoffs uh, with their key players or star players out because of COVID. So they're going to adjust these protocols and okay, we're going to adjust this week because this is really the only time we can do it. Uh, I guess more and more difficult for the teams or or the league to readjust or reschedule games. So uh, they're going to go with some protocols and, and try to live with those results, Josh, including the asymptomatic situations where guys can test out, Uh, of a positive uh, test situation. Uh, If they have two negative tests, certainly they can get uh, back sooner uh, based on their qualification in terms of being vaccinated. So uh, there's so much information to follow as betters. And and I highly recommend people do that. Do your homework on this information because I think the volatility uh, continues as we get closer and closer to the playoffs.
7: Yeah, I totally agree with you, Pritch. Again, this is kind of the week to be super careful. And you talk about it, there are different va- uh, factors at play, variables at play. Think of it this way: right now, we got a lot of uncertainty with the NFL. Mm-hmm. But, Pritch, we got bowl games going on right. right now. So, if you were a guy or a girl who's a better and loves betting NFL, and you're like, man, I really want to bet this week, but they're all the- all these lines are moving, they're going crazy. I'm up against it. I don't know who's going to play and who isn't. Well, we can pretty much know with these uh, bowl games that they're going to be played. And I haven't really seen any bowl games getting canceled so far. Hopefully they don't. So maybe you transition your bankroll a little bit, you know, take a couple units off what you were going to do this weekend for NFL, put them on the bowl game with a big bowl game schedule for tomorrow.
6: Sure. It sounds great. I mean, good, good, good advice again, Josh. Um, let's get to my place here. Or your place too. I found one game <laughs> that I'm willing to bet already. <laughs> Just one. And, it, and it's oh, well, two games because it's a teaser. Uh, so. I got New England teased up to eight um, against the Colts. Now, Harris is going to be out apparently uh, running back for the Patriots. But I'm okay with that because I, I think the Colts, uh, they match up well against what the Patriots do in a running game with their defensive front. Uh, it's the passing game, too, where I think Mac Jones can can help the cause for the Patriots in this one. Uh, and then on the other side, too, we know what Bill Belichick wants to do, certainly. They want to try to take away the running game uh, for the Colts. I don't know if they can do that consistently. Uh, so maybe picking spots. As Taylor's great, that offensive line is great for the Colts. But I feel good about that teaser situation uh, with the Patriots up to eight points. And then I found a partner with the Steelers. I was able to get them to seven uh, at the book that I made the bet even though it could be a pick them at other books. Uh, so the Steelers, Big Ben, I, I found this interesting about Big Ben. He has never had a losing season as a starting quarterback. Um, <laughs> and I, I know it's not crazy to think about, but, uh, you know, playoffs are playoffs, but yet if Big Ben, if this, if this is his last year, uh, I, I think he wants something to say about it. So, you know, I, he hasn't played great at times. I get it, but he's been struggling. I get it. He's the older player. He's about to retire. But, you know, the Steelers, they they got a wake up call in terms of awareness young players they need to grow up. Uh, maybe they show up in a big way. So, but I like them uh, in the teaser situation up to seven points.
7: Yeah, so Pritch, you're going to make it easy on me because that's exactly one of my teasers in the next <laughs> okay. segment. So I love that you and I are, are thinking along the same lines here. So uh, I'll start with the Steelers game. This was a game that had consistent, sharp action toward Pittsburgh with zero buyback. Uh, a lot of these books open Tennessee uh, laying two and a half on the road. You've seen this line now get down to a pick them at a lot of shops. And really, Pritch, I always look out for like a line move uh, that's kind of short to a pick them. And is there any buyback? Because a lot of times, you know, if a team opens minus two and a half, they get down to minus one and a half, minus one. Typically, you'll see uh, maybe some sharps come in and say hey now there's value on the titans i'm laying a better number we have seen it move uh, but that's not what's happening there's been zero buyback on tennessee i think it's a good spot to buy low on the steelers who have a rest advantage playing on that thursday night game uh, and then also pritch from betmgm pretty good bet versus dollar discrepancy here mm-hmm. public's right down the middle they don't know where to go 51 percent of bets slightly slightly to the steelers but they're taking in 62 percent of the money so i love that play and again if you tease them early in the week, two and a half to eight and a half, that's something that we had mentioned. Now I think teasing them one to seven or pick them to six, I'm right there with you. Uh, you're just worried a little bit about a three point loss or a short one, but I think they went out right. I'd consider a money line play in the Steelers straight up, and I really like your teaser there. I got it in pocket as well. And then with the Patriots, Pritch, I, I feel like I, I got a caveat this by saying, the sharp side definitely looks like the Colts. They're only getting about 45% of bets at MGM, but they're getting uh, well over 50% of money, and a lot of these books opened at a pick'em or even Patriots minus one, minus two on the road, and even though Patriots are the slight public play here, Mm -hmm. the line's been consistently moving toward Indianapolis, so I think the play uh, you know, early on was maybe a money line if you're at a pick'em price or maybe laying one there with the Colts, but now I think it doesn't turn into a sharp play on the Patriots. I think it turns into a value play on a Patriots teaser. I'm there with your pitch pitch plus two and a half Mm -hmm. up to plus eight and a half you're in that great teaser spot that Wong teaser going through three and going through seven Uh, a lot of dog system matches here uh, conference dogs, seven or less primetime dogs. The other thing, Pritch, now that that, uh, that Vegas game is, is postponed. There's only one game tomorrow night. So if you thought that game was going to be heavily bet Patriots and Colts to begin with, now it's going to be twice as, as heavily bet with no other uh, games on the slate there in terms of NFL. And also Pritch, it's also like, um, you know, with the Patriots, I think a lot of people are like, Oh, like I just take the points and you know, mm-hmm. but the Colts are sharp. I got to go with the sharp play Colts. Remember Belichick has an ax to grind against the Colts. The Colts got, <laughs> that deflate gate thing going uh, in the playoff game a few years ago, Belichick coming off a bye. I know Damian Harris is hurt, but I think he gets him going. I could see maybe a slight close win by tenant by uh, the Colts based on that, that sharp line move, but you're teasing me up to eight and a half. I don't think Belichick's going to let this thing slide. I think he's going to play hard, and I like that teaser play. Yeah,
6: point. I am not going to forget that this is scorch-earth time for Bill Belichick this year. <laughs> I'm not going to forget that. I mean, I, I tried to after they almost lost to the Texans earlier, but uh, the, the role that they're on is incredible. Now, the Colts, on the other hand, though, uh, this opponent for the Patriots is incredible. The fact that they're third in the league with points uh, per game at 28.5 points per game offensively. Now, Carson Wentz, he's only passed for 2,950 yards. Uh, I I mean, Michael Pittman has 882 yards receiving. Good Lord. And then Jonathan Taylor with 1,300 rushing yards. So incredibly balanced. But that offensive line, uh, you know, if Belichick wants to take something specific away, he's going to have a hard time doing that uh, because of how good and how potent that offensive line is for the Colts.
7: I agree. And Pritch, looking at the total now, one thing that just jumped out to me, a really, really good low bets, higher dollar discrepancy split to the over. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw the over open around 44. It's a bet up to 45 and a half. And Pritch, according to BetMGM, 56% of bets are on the over. So not very lopsided. Typically, we see a lot of NFL games, 70, 80% of bets on the over. But 56% of bets over, 89% of money on the over. That's pretty wide. That's a big gap there. When I look at bet first dollar splits, I want 10% or more, uh, more money than bets. to Let me know that those bigger wagers are kind of in the favor of that team with the low bets, higher dollar. But 56% bets, 89% money. That tells you a lot of these big wagers in the dome. Maybe Mac Jones has to throw it a little bit more. Uh, maybe the Patriots are going to try to stop. Taylor and make Carson Wentz throw it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think we could hit that over if you get 45 and a half. That's a really good low bets, higher dollar split. Something,
6: Yeah, something Mac Jones has to look out for, though, is the fact that that uh, secondary or that defense for the Colts, I mean, they lead the league in turnover differential, plus 13, uh, 15 INTs. Uh, so, Mac Jones, I mean, he's a high, uh, he's an efficient quarterback, uh, a high percentage passer for sure. Uh, but if their running game is compromised at all and they have to win the game with Mac Jones, I'm, I'm nervous about that one, but protected with that teaser situation, though.
7: I agree, and if you're playing a lot of you know DFS or looking for, uh, you know, I also think player props this week, Pritch, maybe mm-hmm. that could be right. a way to go right. if you're worried about all these regular conventional spreads. So, again, think about maybe Ramondre Stevenson, Brandon Bolden, mm-hmm. Patriots are going to be down Harris. I think it's going to be a big day for these other running backs.
6: I think focusing on player props is a way to go, too, because it's a matchup league now, Josh, and uh, I'm looking to find some angles uh, with matchups in particular games if I can do that coming into the weekend. Uh, we're going to get to your best bets uh, next right here on V-SEN, vSports betting network
7: This is
5: Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSN, the
6: Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com/find. Warning: This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's betting across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, with you today. So, Josh, uh, in the Bahamas Bowl, MTSU leading Toledo, the Rockets, thirty-one to seventeen. Uh, nice situation right there for people on MTSU right now.
7: Yeah, I took a value play on MTSU, so feeling pretty good right now. Pritch, again, we got three minutes left. Looks like they're going to get it done. Obviously getting big points here, but this is something to look out for in bowl game season. We've kind of hit on it uh, as kind of an overarching uh, thing to look out for, but mm-hmm. inflated lines and then also buying low on dogs this time of year, uh, playing a team who missed the bowl game last year. So uh, you had like three out of four bets on Toledo. Everyone was on them. Again, going contrarian in these heavily bet standalone games has been pretty good. Uh, historically dogs in bowl games are around 52 percent ats the last decade whereas regular dogs regular season are like 50.1 percent so they tick up about two percent in terms of a cover rate so leaning on dogs in general but also pritch if you look at dogs who are playing a team who didn't make a bowl game last year whether they don't have the experience or maybe they're just brand new and their eyes are wide open in this, this situation that angle right there is 58 percent ats the last decade 81 and 58 so again a dog getting points in a bowl game playing a team who didn't make a bowl game last year. Very simple, but 58% ATS. Uh, that would match the middle of Tennessee, and it looks like dogs uh,
6: starting 1-0 here, bowl game season. Yeah, highly recommend our bowl guide. Again, $19.99. You can get it right now to help you out. Uh, navigate the bowl season. Okay, let's get to your plays in the National Football League. Josh, Apple bombs, best bets, week 15. Uh, we know about games moved, moved on the schedule. Uh, Raiders and the Browns moved to Monday. Seahawks, Rams, uh, Washington football team, and the Eagles moved to Tuesday. Uh, you have a play with the Broncos, though, and a game that I'm very interested in as well.
7: Yeah, team, very close to your heart here, Pritch, and to <laughs> our, our, our altitude audience That's here, if right. like this one. But uh, I'm going to go Broncos money line, Pritch. You know, one thing uh, that I look at is situational tape, uh, tape uh, style bets, basically, mm-hmm. and also situations kind of repeating themselves where you can cover up the names of the teams, but the percentages, the line movement, it's pretty much the same. So I'll make the comparison, this Broncos spot, exactly to where the Cleveland Browns were last week. Remember the Browns playing the Ravens? Browns open, laying around minus one, minus one and a half. They got up to three. They end up winning the game, but they don't cover. They win by two. Same thing here, where the public is all over the Bengals. Uh, if you look at uh, BetMGM, only about 40%, 40% of tickets are on the Denver Broncos here, Pritch, but they're taking in over 50% of the money. So again, a low bet's higher dollar, uh, discrepancy play here. But think of it this way, you know, slight majority of bets here going with the Bengals, yet the Broncos open laying minus one and a half, they're up to minus three. And Pritch, I see some books that are minus three, minus 115, so I don't know if it gets to three and a half, but it's kind of trending further to the Broncos than it would be with a buyback here to the Bengals. So with that movement, with the Bengals kind of being a public team that, again, has a lot of these flashy players and top picks that the public wants to bet on. Also, they score more. The Broncos, what they do, Pritch, it's not sexy, but they're playing well. They're seven and six. You have the altitude advantage here at mile high. I'm going to go money line here with the Broncos. Look around. It's around minus 150. I don't love laying the three at this point. You win by three. You win by two. You don't cash your bet, just like the Browns last week. But I like the Browns to get it done, minus 150. I like this kind of fade-the-trendy-dog contrarian-favorite line move toward Denver.
6: How about the Broncos, too, with Vic Fangio? Uh, I, I'm not going to say he's scorched earth either, but his defense, uh, allowing 17 points a game, uh, that's in the top three uh, in the league right now. He's a defensive-minded coach on the hot seat to begin the year. The Broncos, if they win this, can get to 8-6, and six, Josh Applebaum.
7: Yeah, we got to dial up those odds to make the playoffs mm-hmm. here, Pritch. I mean, because they uh, they win this game, and then you kind of look at their schedule down the stretch. That's interesting. You're kind of making it a uh, close call right now. But I think you are totally right, Pritch. The public loves the Cincy offense because what they see out of Burrow right. uh, and obviously Joe Mixon and 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 uh, all their wide receivers. But they don't really. They kind of disregarding as you mentioned Denver's defense, mm-hmm. only giving up 17 points a game. I think with the altitude, having to play at mile high. The crazy, uh, you know, crowd noise there. I think it's going to be a tough spot for the Bengals to walk into and get a win. That's why I really like the, the Broncos here, especially with that line move, even though the Bengals are the popular yeah, play.
6: We talked about home field advantage. I mean, Broncos country, I, I can imagine the fact that that environment at that stadium, uh, as the Broncos sniff to, to get closer and closer to the playoffs, uh, that that could turn into that home field advantage again that we've seen in the past for the Broncos. How about other plays on your card involving the Eagles uh, and the Dolphins, I believe?
7: Yeah, so Pritch, you mentioned this earlier. I think this is a week to look at teasers. Uh, again, trying to give yourself a little more wiggle room. Remember, perfect example last night. Uh, you know, you don't cash. It was a terrible, bad beat uh, for guys like me who are on the plus three and a half, Pritch. And I'm uh, once you need me to go off on Staley, I will. So don't just get ready. You give me the. Oh, well, I'm ahead. saving you time. I gotta, I, yeah, you save me, save me for that for the end of the show. Uh, but um, anyway, Pritch, you know, uh, to me, I think teasers again. If you teased up. You know, the Chargers last night, you cover that bet. Mm -hmm. Three and a half, you lose in heartbreaking fashion. So I'm going to lean on teasers this week. And my angle is uh, I want to be on the sharp side, maybe tease up. Uh, a team that's getting a line move in their favor. But I also want to bet against bad teams and bet against COVID teams. So a couple of them here, Pritch. Uh, number one, looking at the Philadelphia Eagles uh, playing Washington here. This thing's kind of getting away from you. Obviously, the game has been moved. Maybe things are changing now in terms of the line movement. But if you get the Eagles, uh, I got a minus 9.5 down to minus 3.5. So tease them down a little bit, betting against Washington, who's going to have to start Gilbert or who knows, maybe a tiny Again, this is what you're going to have to deal with this week. Uh, and then pairing them with the Dolphins, Pritch. Dolphins team that's really been turning it on here recently, um, and their Dolphins are, are playing the Jets here, who I think are kind of in that, you know, let's just get the season over with kind of angle here. Uh, so with the team that's playing well, taking Miami down uh, from, uh, what was it, Pritch? I think it was nine and a half down to three and a half. Mm-hmm. Remember the Dolphins actually open only laying eight and a half. There was movement toward Miami anyway, even with Jalen Waddle maybe missing this game. Uh, and so that was an angle of betting against the Jets, betting against these bad teams down the stretch, Pritch. That's one thing that I'm gonna to be looking toward and also say if you're looking for maybe a uh, a double teaser here or if you just want to go you know like a same game teaser uh, if you want to tease down Miami you could also tease up the total it opened at 43, it's down to 41. And at BetMGM, 58% of bets are on the under, but 88% of money is on the under. We've seen a lot of unders cash here recently with these teams. So uh, maybe you tease that thing up to under 47. You take the uh, Miami Dolphins down a little bit. That'll be another teaser that I'm looking at this
6: weekend. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let me uh, paint a picture of a scenario that could happen. So we got the Washington football team and the Eagles. That's moved to Tuesday. Uh, Again, 7 p.m. Eastern uh, for the kickoff of that game. Okay, this line opened Philly minus 3.5 or 4, depending on where you are, right? It got up as high as minus 11.5. Uh, and now, okay, since this game's going to be moved, what if Heineke is cleared and he's back on the field and some other players are, are good to go? I mean, that much volatility, I, I know you got a teaser situation, but I, I guess I'm trying to forecast to see if this line, obviously this line is going to move again.
7: Yeah. And I think that's the angle. I don't I don't think see it maybe going up any higher unless you just have continued outbreaks here with Washington football team. Mm-hmm. I would think it's more likely to maybe go down a little bit, because as you mentioned, Pritch, if Heineke can clear protocol and get in there or even Brandon Allen, pretty much it's any ABG, a, anybody but Gilbert. here. I think that line is going to fall a little bit. Um, so, again, I think with the like, you know, writing up our plays, things have changed even over the last hour. Pritch, mm-hmm. again, you're up against it. Probably at this point, maybe wait it out and kind of get more clarity
6: as time uh, as we tick closer to the game. Okay, teachable moment time. So what did you learn from last night's game? Uh, Certainly Staley, uh, you know, going into this game, I mean, he's going to go for it on fourth down. I mean, that's his DNA. Uh, It really doesn't matter the situations at this point uh, for the Chargers. I think as a better, you always have to keep that in mind with that head coach.
7: Yeah, I think you got to keep it in mind. And I didn't really, you know, it's. it's, in one way, I respect him for being bold. But on the other hand, I'm like, you know, when he said, oh, we're just going to do what we do, Pritch. Mm -hmm. Any coach who says we just do what we do, it's like, no, like, you got to, you know, shift. You know, Belichick makes adjustments. You got a game plan against certain opponents. What really annoyed me, Pritch, is just the analytics aspect. I'm not going to go full get-off-my-lawn analytics like Michael Lombardi, (laughs) but I would say, Pritch, There's kind of an in-between. We don't have to be all analytics and, you know, no eye test. We can be leaning on analytics. Obviously, the Tampa Bay Rays have have done great. They've, you know, gotten in the playoffs quite a bit here with playing the analytics game. Uh, But sometimes you take it too far, like Pritch, why not just put points on the board and kick that field goal to start the game? Mm-hmm. All those plays, you know, you're, you're close to the goal line, get points. What's wrong with points, pick up the points. I just think with analytics, it becomes too uh, geared toward one direction. And I would actually like last night uh, with Staley. And you know, I'm bitter because I couldn't get my plus three and a half there, Pritch. I think it's like the Tampa Bay and Kevin cash pulling Snell in the world series. When he's got a no hitter in the sixth inning, it's just like, Sometimes you take it too far. That's when you lose uh, a lot of, uh, I don't know, support here. And uh, I know people are like, oh, like his his team gets really excited because it shows he has faith in them." Well, they would have faith if they can add more points and maybe win these games. Like, it's twofold. So what did you think, Pritch? Am I just a bitter, uh you know, Chargers backer today, or do you think maybe he took it a little far with all his four uh,
6: First of all, I got to go uh, and replay the uh, get off your Milan moment from Lombardi. <laughs> I got to hear that. I got to see that. But uh, you know what? You're right. I mean, I, I think I would take playmaking ability over math any day, uh, to be honest with you. We saw that with Kelsey. He closed the game out because he's a playmaker. Uh, when you got to get into a book uh, to determine how to coach a game, I, I think you're in trouble. Playmakers uh, determine games, right? Uh, and so no, you're spot on. I mean, he, he made some mistakes in that game for sure. He'll We'll learn from that. Uh, more betting across America continues right here on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. betting network. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on college bowl games. Just place a $10 Moneyline wager on any bowl game. If your team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSEN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy college bowl season like never before with and earn M Life rewards that you can use for rooms and dining at any MGM resort. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use bonus code VSYN200 to win $200 in free bets if the college team you bet on scores a touchdown. Uh, Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be at least 21. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. Uh, Josh, how much to get to here on the football frenzy on a Saturday, on a Friday. See, I'm already on Saturday. It's Friday. (laughs) Um, This game with the Packers and the Ravens, line movement here in this one, Lamar Jackson... Has not practiced, but they're saying he's going to play, which, okay, he's going to play, but he's going to play injured. Uh, And then he has not been that effective either. Uh, You know, the slow starts for the Ravens, they've had trouble game planning their opponents for weeks now. What's going to change now that Lamar Jackson is going to be hobbled in their matchup against the Packers? The Packers on our board uh, laying seven in this game now, 43 and a half to total.
7: Yeah, so, Pritch, going into it, kind of before we had all this crazy line movement, I was saying Ravens are in a really good spot to buy low on. You know, they've lost two in a row. You lose to Cleveland. You lose to Pittsburgh, a couple of divisional spots. Also, I kind of like betting against teams that cover all the time. You know, Green Bay, 11-2 ATS, best team ATS in the NFL. They're 10-3 straight up. Uh, even when they get dicey there against the uh, the Bears, you know, at mm-hmm. halftime, they turn it on and roll. So. Mm-hmm. Kind of like going into it, I'm like, ooh, sell high Green Bay, buy low, obviously with the Ravens. But, Pritch, today this line move kind of scared me. If you want to back Baltimore in this one, I woke up this morning, a lot of these books were minus 5.5 on the road for the Packers. Now they're shot all the way up to minus 7. So what does that tell you? Is that Lamar Jackson maybe being out? He's, you know, going to play, going to try to play. He's iffy. They're kind of coy on Jackson's status. If he can't go, it's going to be Huntley. On the other hand, you know, Aaron Rodgers has dealt with issues, but maybe this is a signal of, hey, he's feeling better, and uh, it shouldn't be an issue here. So now that I'm kind of seeing this thing develop and the dust set a little bit, I don't know if I want to I- – I'm not going to lay the seven with the Packers. I think your option at this point would be buy low with the Ravens plus seven as a really contrarian inflated line play. Or do you want to tease down the Packers minus seven down to minus one? You do have a lot of good systems here on Harbaugh as a dog. If Jackson plays Jackson as a dog, Um, but you look at these non-conference matchups, Pritch a lot of times favorites do better because the lack of familiarity benefits quote unquote, the better team. So you add it all up. The one thing I'm not going to do is lay seven with the Packers, the worst of the line with the public after it's moved. Mm -hmm. I think your options would be buy low on the Ravens, but Pritch I'm kind of liking this teaser minus seven down to minus one with all these issues with the Ravens. Even if Jackson plays, they still got a laundry list of issues injuries here that's going to be uh, probably easy with a banged up secondary
6: for Rodgers to kind of pick them apart right so if you're not familiar with Lamar Jackson the hardest uh, I guess preparation for you uh, as an opponent is to mimic Lamar Jackson who do you have on your roster that can be Lamar Jackson and kind of help you out with the look with the scout team Uh, the Packers They might not have to do that or had to do that this week because Lamar Jackson is going to be hobbled. So he's not going to be his same anyway. And, And so the advantages that the Ravens could have with a Lamar Jackson type against a defense like this for Green Bay, I mean, that goes out the window to me it really does and again great point by
7: you pritch looking at the x's and o's here i would also say you do have kind of a good discrepancy here to the over at BetMGM. the over is getting 66 percent of bets so Mm -hmm. it's a public play not crazy overwhelming but it's taking in 94 percent of the money this line hasn't moved too much though pritch you know i think it opened like maybe 43 it's up to around 43 and a half but if you wanted to tease this thing down and take the over that's another way to attack it look for a low bets higher dollar discrepancy and then maybe if you can add on some more variables and tease it down and get a better number kind of like last night's over which i guess you you didn't have to it went over anyway uh, but that's kind of another way to look at these line moves uh for week 15.
6: okay looking at this next game too with the texans and the jags both of them are horrible <laughs> horrible teams <laughs> franchises uh not in any great shape either uh we know about the story with urban meyer and the jacksonville jaguars i mean the guy just exited <laughs> the building uh which is look that's true to his character so jacksonville feels relieved I don't know if that makes them a better football team or not, but they are taking on the Texans laying five. Now on the other side, Davis Mills is the starter. Uh, This guy has started, I believe, nine games, and he's thrown eight interceptions. It's not like he's better than Tyrod Taylor, uh, but to a bunch of veterans in that room, in that locker room, they know what's going on, and uh, I wonder how they're going to respond with this situation with the Texans.
7: Yeah, so I think there's two ways to look at this one, Pritch. Number one, you do have just a blind bet on a team once they fire their head coach uh, kind of system play here, which I've kind of seen. And I don't like blindly betting anything just because, you know, there are different factors at play. There are different situations. What are the variables that you got to keep an eye out for? But I would say anecdotally, I've seen this thing cash a little bit. It makes sense. You get rid of your coach. uh, You want to prove that it wasn't your fault you got fired. Maybe you feel liberated. Maybe you didn't like the coach. But the public is really jumping on the Jaguars here, Pritch. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a big public play to the Jags. And I think the easy thing is, and you're hearing this on every single radio channel, sports channel, whatever it may be, the Jaguars are liberated. They hated their coach. Now he's gone. Now they're going to play like they've never played before, Pritch. But I don't know if that's maybe, you know, talking yourself into a narrative that may not be totally true. Like, uh, if anything, Pritch, I'm seeing buyback on Houston. Now, a lot of these books did open, you know, minus three Jags, which is, you know, three points home field or probably obviously less there for Jacksonville. But once Urban Meyer was fired, it shot up to five and a half. So I'm like, okay, makes sense. Maybe this, you know, fallen coach theory uh, or lose your coach, play great and cover the next week, which did happen last year uh, when Houston got rid of O'Brien. But Pritch, I'm like, okay, five and a half makes sense. But we're seeing buyback. The plus five and a half with Houston just got hit. It's back down to five. And one system that I like, Pritch, two terrible teams, Take the dog. Very simple. If your win percentage is 250 or less, both teams here, you just take the dog. That's 59% ATS the last decade. So I wouldn't be so quick to just blindly bet the Jags because they, they got rid of a coach they didn't like. If anything, I kind of think two terrible teams. I would look at Houston here. Remember, they did beat them earlier in the year. What was it, week one, pitch? Mm-hmm. I think it was Tyrod, but it was, what, 37 to 20? I, I think we're kind of disregarding Houston and maybe pumping up
6: Jacksonville too much. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Jacksonville's had one winning season josh since 2007 i mean it's, it's deeper than urban meyer right i mean uh i can it change overnight because urban meyer is no longer there when you have a, a football team uh that's just been mired in, in misery this long uh now trevor lawrence has not developed you know can bevel help him out as a slash head coach now interim head coach slash coordinator um i, I, don't, I don't know how they immediately get better now the Elixir, they're playing the Texans, and maybe they owe the Texans one uh, because of the way that they started out the season.
7: Yeah, I think that's something to look out an eye out for. And I did see Pritch, I think uh, James Robinson, the running back, is going to miss this game. So, you know, that's another thing to keep an eye out for. But uh, I just think public narratives, you know, you, you fall into the trap, and I think it's really tough for recreational betters because mm-hmm. they just get pounded with all this stuff of this has got to happen. When you hear it from other people who they're on TV, they must be smart, uh, Pritch, even though you and I really are smart, just so people know, just, just to right. make that clear. But uh, <laughs> I just think sometimes you get talked into a play just based on what everyone else is doing. I don't like falling into a crowd mentality. You know, again, Jacksonville could roll, win 20 to nothing, and they'll say after, hey, we're so happy Meyer's gone. But I just think that buyback five and a half down to five, Tells you that when that line got too high, you mm-hmm. did get some respected money hit the Texans with the hook.
6: Before we get into your market insights, I do have a question for you. So why, when it comes to analytics, why does it only apply to the offense? Why don't people Ooh. interpret analytics defensively? Like
7: I don't know, Pritch. Uh, chicks dig the long ball scoring, you know, <laughs> makes everyone happy. I don't know. Maybe that's why.
6: Well, I mean, when you have a team or opponent like Kansas City, who's clearly ready for you on fourth down, uh, I mean, what's going to change going forward on fourth down? You couldn't make it on third down. Like, as if that's the magic down for you now. I mean, people understand, at least NFL coaches do, how to prepare their football teams for situations. So the whole thing about Staley and analytics and all this, go for it, don't go for it, uh, I think it works both ways, and it evens itself out. Uh, so from a betting standpoint, understand that teams are working on stopping offenses for four downs now, not just three downs. <laughs> like, it might have used to be, and, and maybe people thought there would be an advantage going forward on fourth down.
7: Yeah, and one thing I wanted to add, just you know, uh, pile on Staley uh, Day for me or anyone else who had a ticket <laughs> last night, plus three and a, three, three and a half, whatever it was, uh, is like Pritch. You know, there was a phrase that I, I threw out one day, and you seemed to like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly. Right. So what that means is like, if you're going to go all all in on something, then go all in on it. And what my my point here is, uh, you would say to yourself, Well, wow, he did that. He went for fourth down every single time. But here's the thing, Pritch. If you're going to be bold, then why not at the end of the game when you score that touchdown to get up? Go for two points. You're Mister Bold. You're Mister Mister Analytics. Yeah. You go for two. That puts the Kansas City Chiefs in a real tough spot to have to score and go for two there uh, to to you know to even it up. That just didn't make any sense to me. Like if you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly. Go for that uh, that two to win the game at the end. Don't just settle for overtime. Uh, that was another uh, gripe I had with Staley. Yeah,
6: absolutely. Maybe one day I'll get on your podcast with you and t- explain how difficult it is <laughs> to go ten yards in the National Football League.
7: Yeah, Pritch, if you gave me 100 carries and you said I had to get one yard, I probably wouldn't do it. So, yeah, (laughs) I'd be sitting on the bench.
6: It is so (laughs) tough. I mean, I can see 10 yards in the studio, but to get from point A to B in the National Football League is difficult. Just want to remind everybody that. Uh, Good luck on everything coming up this weekend, Josh.
7: You too, Pritch. And, hey, all the betters out there, check the status of all
6: your tickets. There's different rules with these games being moved. Absolutely. I think we're going to get more information coming up on the edge right here on B cen D-Sports betting network.
1: or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hey,
2: Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented.
3: Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.
4: There's plenty to celebrate in March and...